Episode 137 for May 2011. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. A spider example for this episode is on the essential Peter Parker Spec Spider-Man Volume 5. This one reprints the title from number 97 to 114 and it has some great stories in it including the awesome Death of Gene DeWolf story by Peter David. It's a huge book and comes in at 568 pages. The cover price is 20 bucks. Mail order has it for just $12.39, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Wealth and fame he's ignored. Action is his only reward. Welcome back, gang, to a small cast edition of the Spider-Man Space Podcast. We have on the line, we have our good buddy, Mr. Michael Bailey from Views from the Long Box and various hundreds of other podcasts. Welcome, sir. Hey, everybody. How you doing? So you went to the comic shop today, huh? Yep. Uh, it's free comic book today. day today as we record this, and I picked up some uh, all three of the Marvel books that were offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got some other stuff. I got some good deals on some other stuff. And I have something for you, uh, if you're interested. So. Very nice. What, what was the free thing, uh, nice deals you got? I always like to hear about good deals. Um, I managed to snag the variant covers to War of the Supermen. Okay. For only $5 a piece. Um, usually they go for about 10 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got Superman number 199, which is the first race between him and the Flash. Oh, okay. Uh, in really good condition for only 20 bucks. Nice. So, uh, so those were the, the things I actually, uh, bought, and then I got the free comics and stuff. Cool. And we have on the line Mr. Kevin Cushing, an administrator on the message board and also a writer from the Spider-Man Crawl Space webcomic. And you went to the comic shop also today. Didn't or did you? That no. was George. George went there. <laughs> no, uh, as you put it, the comic shop comes to me. <laughs> yeah, we we both got our stuff from mail order, and they put the issues in the box for us. So yeah, and uh, sorry if I'm a little quiet today. One of my roommates is still asleep, so I'm in the kitchen in the dark, trying not to be too loud. <laughs> you know, I what I haven't asked you since you've moved to California. Is there any comic shops out there that you visited? You know, I have not been to one yet. Um, I actually met a fellow comic fan recently who said there's uh, a Meltdown comics around here that I need to check out. So oh, yeah. hopefully maybe I'll get around there soon. Nice. I don't have a car, so it's a bit more difficult. Oh, yeah. You have two legs. Yeah, but it has to be in walking distance. And the voice you just heard was Zach from SpiderDude.com. <laughs> just seconds ago got on the line for the intro. Welcome, Zach. Oh, my God. This was a nightmare trying to get this stupid thing to work, but hey, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> what were you trying to work? 
George, behave. (laughs) 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 But what's your laptop or something? Yeah, my stupid laptop wouldn't Uh, work. Did you make it out for free comic book day, sir? I did not. You did not, okay. And, uh, unfortunately, JR and Stella can't be with us this month, but, uh, filling in for the, pe- for two people is <laughs> George Berriman on the line and the, the creator, the originator, the godfather of the Spider-Man Crawl Space Fight Club, which yes, has started which season two. Too. Tell us all about it. Well, it started off with me beating the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, which was kind of awesome. And, uh, no, it's in full swing. We, we've got some new people aboard. Uh, we've, we've got, we've got some new blood. Things, the rules have changed a little bit. Uh, the fights are quicker. And I think it's working out pretty well. I, I've been really happy with the way it's going so far. Yeah, you also, and I, oh, go ahead. Huh? No, you, you uh, and I were the very first fight of season two. You, Get the pick since I challenged you. You chose, of course, Spider-Man. So I had to say right. things about the, my favorite character. And I right. you, at one point you said he was cowering. He was in that picture. He was. Wow. Uh, wow. It's a sad day. I think everybody just died inside who's hearing the podcast so right now. To fight Spider-Man, I picked Captain America, who I still to this day think could take Spidey in a fight. Maybe it's me. And he, he could on a Spider-Man message board. I mean, on a uh, Captain America message board. But no, I, I admit it. I said, I think with the two of them, it's all like, it's like any given Sunday kind of a thing. It's like, yeah. you go either, either or. I, also, I, I want to say real quick that, uh, that trying to fill in for J.R. or Stella, either one of them is big shoes to fill, let alone both of them. So, yeah. uh, to that end, um, since I'm having to fill in for an old guy and a girl, which I figured when you, you know, <laughs> combine them, it, it makes me like flow from Alice. <laughs> Um, but but because of that, I am wearing Depends and a bra today. Wow, wow. Thank God it's an audio show, not a video show. Uh, <laughs> before we move on, tell people how they can join in the Fight Club. Where is it located and all that stuff? It's on the uh, Crawl Space message board. You go to the Fight Club forum, which should be kind of explain, you know, explanatory. It, it used to be uh, at the very bottom <clears throat> until... Uh, we got that corrected. And, um, <laughs> but no, no, you just got, you have to register for the boards. If you're a member of the boards, you can already participate. You go in, uh, read the, the top post in that forum says Friendly Fire Season 2. There you can find the rules. Please, please read the rules. Just don't just try to jump into it. Some people have tried to do that and, you know, read the rules. And, uh, and then, you know, try to be smart. Don't, don't go too outside the box. Don't start throwing out obscure anime characters or video game characters that maybe five <laughs> people's heard about. You know, um, and good luck. Cool. All right. Uh, we're going to start off like the uh, last month. We had a lot of negative iTunes reviews. We have three positive ones now. Yay, so there nice. you go. Uh, we're going to do uh, the first one from Ertrov uh, with the subject title, Awesome Podcast, 5 out of 5. Quote, ignore the troll who made copy accounts to drag down the ratings. <laughs> this wow. is and has always been one of the best podcasts on iTunes. Rock on, Bubba Moose. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is, subject is too quick to judge my bad. I think he wrote a negative one last month. Now he wrote a positive one this month. By Pig-Headed Killer. Soon to read. Pig-Headed Killer. pig So, so apparently Kilowog is not a fan of the crawl space. I guess not. Is he on the board? No, I'm just... Oh, Pig-Headed Killer? No, that, that name oh, would stick he, out like a sword. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's, he's a Green Lantern character, isn't he? Did you just make a green light? Nice job, Brad. Holy cow, I'm coming around. Wow. Uh, This this podcast, quote, this podcast is great. 
If you're into everything, into the current Spidey, everyone on the panel gives their own personal view on current Spidey issues, which makes for a great show. The only negative I found was that every now and then they, the slip of an offensive comment such as, that's gay. All in all, it's worth downloading if you're a fan of Spidey. He put a lot of extra Y's on Spidey. <laughs> uh, okay, Anchorman. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron Castle Symbol. <laughs> Uh, last one we have, uh, is call, is from, uh, Bad Brains number eight. Uh, the subject title is The Amazing Spider Brad. Four out of five stars. Hi, Crawl Space people. This is my first podcast. And even though I have complaints, I must say that every time a new podcast is posted, it is definitely a highlight of my day. My brother and I always listen to the show together. Unfortunately, he doesn't much care for the show. Because he's pig-headed killer. But forget... No, I'm just kidding. I had made that up. But forget it. It's always fun hearing different perspectives from people as passionate about Spider-Man as we are. Whether we agree or not, talking about the webhead is always winning. My only complaints would be oftentimes things I find trivial or non-issue you guys give a little... O- you guys get a little overheated about, such as a fart joke or a wonderful, gigantic, gratuitous set of black cat hooters. <laughs> Brad, did you create a second account to, uh... (laughs) I mean, come on. Everyone of any gender or sexual preference loves Hooters. But but comics, like anything in life, can't be all... Oh, gosh. ...to all people at all times. One person's positive is sure to be another person's negative. That's how the web spins. Could I also suggest that when you're talking about any newer comics other than Spidey, you give a courtesy spoiler warning before discussing or giving away key plot points. Gracias. Thank you. Keep up the good work, ASB and other swell panel people. Some of us certainly appreciate it. Also, my birthday is coming up. Can I get a shout out? Thanks, Excelsior and Stella. Um, how you doing? Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, bad brain. Uh, Stella's not interested and happy birthday. Okay. Uh, <laughs> also, I want to do a little more business before we get into the topics of. Oh, sit down, killer. Uh, if you know us up on the front page of the SpidermanCrawlspace.com, we've got a little uh, PayPal thing, and, and I just put that up there in case if you like the show or whatever, you want to help pay the bill, help me pay the bills. And so far, I, in 13 years, two people have sent in money. <laughs> Until now. Until now, in the last month, <laughs> two people sent in some bucks. The first one was our buddy uh, Mike. Who listens to that? I'm gonna screw up your name, Mike. It's Mike S C H I E L A Skaila. I hope you got that. Anyway, he uh, likes the show and he wants me to put. Yeah, he's never gonna. He's never gonna throw in again. No, he's not. No more bones for BD. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, said that he can't listen to the Sal Buscema podcast because it hasn't been up on the iTunes account. But I'm gonna. I'm slowly putting 80 shows up on the new account. So Mike. Uh, I'll actually put those three up my next update. So thank you for sending some money in. And I was shocked when I got an email, and it said Stephen Wacker from New York City sent in a donation. <laughs> the Spider-Man editor threw in some bones to help support the the website. So thank New York City, New York City. So thank you, Stephen. George Gilteszimmons doing that, by the way. <laughs> Steve Wacker, hey George on the front page. So I think that's awesome. Well, the, um, you know, it's funny, when you first told me this, I remember my favorite movie is Citizen Kane, and there's a moment in there when he's talking to Mr. Thatcher, 
Yeah. Um, and Mr. Thatcher is trying to get him to back off of going after uh, some of these businesses and stuff. And, and Charles Foster Kane, you know, he says, oh, I agree with you. Charles Foster Kane is a scoundrel. A committee should be formed and run his paper out of town. If you can form such a committee, I'll contribute $1,000. Um, and he's talking about himself. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I kind of got that kind of a thing. I, I kind of got a thing, you know, where it's, you know, Wacker just, you know, acknowledging what we do and, you know. I think that was nice of him to do that. So. Yeah, no, it was very nice. It was very nice. It was... Very, it was kind of humble too. I was, I was, yeah, you know, I was kind of surprised, but it was a nice gesture. Cool. All right, on to spider headlines for the month of late April, early May. It looks like uh, I got an email from Marvel, and they said Spider-Man saves your local comic book shop. It looks like uh, Marvel is going to release two variants for Amazing Spider-Man number six six six. They're called comic shop variants. They feature covers with your own comic shop being defended from the dangers of Spider Island by Spidey. And uh, evidently what you do, uh, if you're a retailer, you send Marvel a picture of what your comic shop looks like, and they'll either have uh, Humberto Ramos draw it, or I don't know if they'll slide the picture in beside the Spider-Man artwork. I imagine that's what they do. Yeah. And also on the back cover, it'll be an ad for your comic shop. Uh, and, uh, I don't know how much that will cost the shop to do that, but, uh, I think it, what do you guys think of that? It's kind of different. Stunt. Well, go ahead, Zach. What do you, what's your two cents? Um, I think it's a stunt. Uh, of course it is. It, it, it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it is a stunt. Yeah. <laughs> There's no okay. doubt. But my, 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 here's my thing. The bigger comic shops like Mile High and other, other Lone Star Comics and stuff like that, they're, they're going to benefit from it more so than the little mom pa stores. Mm-hmm. Um, like my, my, my comic shop, Big Apple Comics, is not going to, is not going to, you know, do this because they don't order enough of issues of Amazing to qualify. I think you have to order like 500 issues of Amazing or some some ridiculous number. Like oh, is that, that what the, is that what they said? I didn't get that from yeah. the press release. Okay, yeah, you've got to order a specific amount before they'll do this for you. Ooh, yeah, that's crazy. That's going to be expensive. But then your comic will probably sit on the shelf if you order too many, and your customers don't want it. Exactly. Yeah, but right. it'll drive their sales numbers up huge. For Marvel, right, and then they yeah. get to come out and say, "Oh, look, we sold this many," and the retailers are like, "Really?" Because we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> George, what do you think of this? Your two cents. Um, just real quick, you know, I, I'm always shocked. I always keep thinking that Marvel can't shock or surprise me, and you know, the amount that they're willing to whore themselves out for variants mm. or or create new level, you know, new levels of, of such. Um, this one, yeah, this one took me back. I was like, wow, they keep exceeding. You know, every every time I think that they can't go any further with the uh, with the variant gimmick, they do this, and I was like, well, it's you know, wow. As a business person, is it not smart of Marvel to do this? Um, well, it's it is and it's not. I mean, sure. I mean, it's it's a cash grab. I mean, they're just trying to make a quick buck off of it, and they really don't give a shit about the retailers at all. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of funny because you know they're doing it under the auspices of having the retailer on the front of the book and then also an ad in the book. But this is going like this is not going to have a lot of sell through. I mean, it's still Amazing Spider-Man. You've got maybe what fifty thousand people a month reading it. You know, or so, and they're not. I mean, so it's. I don't know. I think a lot of shops probably won't even won't even bother with it. I mean, if there's a set amount they have to buy. Do you think Amazing will be it. number one that month? Six six six. Um, I'm sure it will be probably. Yeah. 
I would agree. All right, Bailey, what do you think? It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I, like y'all said, it, it's obviously a stunt. It's probably not going to do all that much, but at least it's something. Uh, I, I've heard of worse things. It could be, you know, have Spider-Man save your package from in-stock trade or uh, from DCBS or whatever so it can get to your door, uh, which would really kind of be a, a middle finger to the retailers. But uh, but at the same time, you know, I that mean... that was not the first thing I thought of when you said have Spider-Man save your package. Like, where are you going with well, it, Bailey? <laughs> it's, it's just like the kids' condoms. They, they make Spider-Man condoms. I, I, I zigged when you zagged. And, and they get their piece, so I don't use them. I would um, want Spider-Man to save my package as opposed to not saving my package and letting my package die. True. I mean, if, true. It was, if, it was, if, if that's your wow. choice. Wow. Anyway, our packages are saved. Mr. Bailey. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate to say this because usually I have an opinion on everything, but this yeah. this really doesn't have, doesn't get me, like, upset, but it doesn't get me all happy either. Six, six, like, six number one that month, you think? Uh, probably not. Probably uh, not, really. No, because when is has Spider-Man been in the top ten lately at all? Um, I think it's in the top 20, I think. Okay. But, you know, Marvel says those numbers are nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, people that write for them don't work for them, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure they'll say those numbers are something when they come out for that specific issue, though. Mm, yeah. Kev, what do you think of the news, buddy? Uh, I think it's a dumb move. Um, apparently, they they ripped this idea off from Godzilla, which is an interesting what? place to be getting those. How did you hear about uh, this? I didn't know about that. Bleeding Cool did an article. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, the first ones to do this was Godzilla number one, and they got, like, even though it's a Godzilla comic, they got, like, 35,000 copies sold because of it. Um, <laughs> As opposed to, what, 2,000 normally? <laughs> Probably, well, yeah. did Marvel do the first Godzilla comic? Yeah, seventies. Yeah, I remember that. So they ripped. I, mean, uh, they, I, don't, I don't think they ripped off themselves. Oh, no, I didn't Godzilla's, know. I thought Godzilla's was published by a different company. Thing. I think. Yeah, oh, um, it's more like a recent thing. I think so. It didn't actually okay. say. Now that I think about it, I just assumed I could be wrong. No, I remember uh, those Godzilla comics, George, that you're talking about. Yeah, those were awesome. Late seventies, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. They've <laughs> and they're gonna have Humberto Ramos wasting his time drawing the comic shops that <laughs> uh, that ordered the most comics. I mean, come on. No, so, no, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. What you gonna do? If you read the full thing, there's a certain amount. It doesn't say the actual numbers yet, but there's a certain amount you can order that you'll get a photo in there. But if you order a shit ton, uh, <laughs> get Humberto Ramos actually draws your comic shop and you. <laughs> So, Waving yeah. out the window, hey, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> and if you order, if you order a million copies, they said on that same bleeding cool article, uh, Tom Brevard sleeps with your wife, <laughs> and then, then Mephisto wipes it out. Uh, <laughs> now that would be a another spider headline from this uh, past thirty days. Uh, I know none of you order this book. I think I'm the only one. Anybody order Ultimate Spider-Man? It's not relevant anymore, is it? Not really. Zach, do you still get it? Get what? Ultimate Spider-Man. Hi, Zach. Welcome to the show. Uh, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) 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 Okay, Zach, we're starting in three, two, one. (laughs) Ultimate 
Spider-Man. Do you get that? Hey, at least I didn't fall asleep. That's, oh, damn. Oh. never going to live that down. Okay, I guess... Not the only one that's done it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that Will Sanchez, I'm giving you a shout-out. There you go. There. Anyway, Marvel is rebooting Ultimate Spider-Man again. Again, yeah, I know. They did it, I, what, 15 months ago or something like that? Eight, less than 18 months ago, yes. Less than 18 months ago. And Bendis will be writing it. Also, Sarah Pacelli will be the new regular artist in the book. And uh, there's a picture of Spider-Man swinging through New York City in black and red costume. The red is on the spider and the web lines on the mask. And it looks like he's copying the movie. He's got some red fingers on his gloves. <laughs> um, I've got a question, Brad. Yeah, buddy. Uh, was Sarah Pacelli the one that drew that will they or won't they have sex annual issue? No. No, that was uh, that was the regular artist of uh, the last reboot. What was his name? David uh, oh, David, yeah. Okay. David LaFuente. I'm trying to so think Sarah Pacelli what she's done. She, she, did, uh, she did several fill-in issues, and it was a lot better. Because uh, okay. um, hey, I gotta admit, I actually am kind of interested in this reboot. Really? Why? Well, let me well, let me let me do the setup before we hand it off. Basically, uh, we've got the death of Spider-Man storyline, and allegedly, according to the press releases that I've gotten from Marvel, there's a new person in the webs. So, with that, go ahead, Kevin. What do you think? Um. Well, I'm kind of curious. The costume looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. It's kind of a 2099 look, if you look at it right, with the color scheme. Um, and I'm interested in if it's going to be somebody different. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how Bendis might handle that. So it's it's possible. I don't know if I want to contribute money to him any more than I already am, but um, I'm thinking about it. If Nick Spencer had written it, I think I would have definitely bought it. With Bendis, I'm just kind of curious. What? Who are the possibilities behind the mask? I don't know. I, like I say, I haven't read it for a while, so I'm not sure who the big ones are right now. Uh, well, it could be a chick, because we haven't done that before. It could be U- Ultimate Matty Franklin. It well, it could be Ultimate uh, uh, Ultimate uh, Jessica, Spider Girl. Jessica Spider-Woman. Drew. Yeah. Isn't that because that Jessica Drew in the Ultimate Universe was Spider Man or Peter Parker as a cloned girl? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You didn't know that. <laughs> no, I just I laugh every time I hear it. It's just off. I, I just so, you know. George, what do you think of the Ultimate Universe rebooting yet again? <laughs> yeah, this was the thing that we remember was we were supposed to look to is oh look it's fresh. There's no continuity. Look how awesome it is. Everyone see look at look it's extreme. Can't you see that? <laughs> and um and yeah, it's just like the third reboot. The the second reboot in what a year and a half, two years. Yeah, two years. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Okay, move on. <laughs> I just keep it in around because it's like it's like Bendis's pet thing. I mean, really, I think that's the only reason it still exists. The sales on it haven't been that great. And what was it? What was the the most recent thing? We were talking the other night in like a in like one of the Skype chats, mm-hmm. and you, somebody threw out like the name of the the name of the, the actual name of the comic. Oh, the Ultimate, Ultimate Comics Ultimates. New or no Ultimate Comics Ultimates versus New Ultimates. <laughs> no, yeah, no I, Ultimate New Com- Ultimate Comics Avengers versus New New Ultimates. This is the name. Yeah. And remember, I I didn't oh, even think that that was real, and I thought y'all were pulling my leg. <laughs> if if that's your actual comic book title, dude, <laughs> dude, come on, it's 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 time to let this thing die now. Mm-hmm. It is time to let that. We all had some fun. Ooh, look, Jessica Drew's a spider clone, whatever. Ooh, look, the Green Goblin's a Hulk, you know, a fire-throwing Hulk clone. Ooh, it's, come on. It's, 
I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's just whatever. Bailey, we haven't heard your <clears throat> your two cents. Have you ever read Ultimate Spider-Man? I've read like the first hundred and one issues like straight through, and I and I read the um, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends arc. Uh, I like it okay. I, I unfortunately it is now tainted forever by George. Because when I read an issue, I see the dialogue, but all I hear is, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, really, really, uh-huh, yeah, no way, really, yeah, no way. Um, yeah, well, that's how the man writes. So uh, I have always looked at Ultimate Spider-Man as McDonald's. Uh, I go good in. analogy, good analogy. It'll, it'll make you fat? No, it's not very filling. Oh. Um, yeah, it, it'll go in. You, you know, you'll have that Big Mac, but an hour later, you'll have a like kind of a sad feeling in your stomach, and you'll be wondering why you did it and why you gained some weight. Yeah. <laughs> um, it makes but if they're if they're rebooting <laughs> again, I mean, from what I understand, one of the the big things about uh, Ultimatum was, uh, as Jeff Loeb described it, was that they wanted to make the Ultimate Universe separate from the Marvel Universe and different because apparently that was always the point of the Ultimate Universe, whereas I thought the point of the Ultimate Universe was to give people a continuity-free zone to go and and read a Spider-Man book without having to worry about 40 years of continuity. Um, They keep changing what the original intention of this was. What, what's funny about that is that, you know, again, you know, the 616 continuity is still trucking right along. <laughs> and, and the new continuity free or continuity light, you know, it's like as it keeps getting older, it's like, okay, well, we've got continuity now. And, oh, okay, well, yeah, well, I guess we're just an alternate universe. Sorry. That's you know, it was, it was the first time I had ever read interviews with Bendis, and he kind of came off as a jackass because he was just like, you know, that stuff's stupid. We need to restart it, and this is going to be awesome, and there's not going to be any continuity. And my first reaction was, okay, what about 10 years from now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I'm freaking Kreskin here, <laughs> it, it came true. You know, the continuity got so heavy, and all, all Bendis really did, in an entertaining way, don't get me wrong, but all Bendis did was retell 40 years of Spider-Man stories in less than 10. Well, it it came to a point where he kind of went off on his own. He doesn't really try to retell them anymore, I don't think. I mean, like, granted, like, the Clone Saga and the Venom storyline and Carnage were kind of his attempts. But I think he's ventured out in his own stuff lately. Well, if if people enjoy this book, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, I mean, you know, buy what you like, read what you like, hug it. You know, call it. Uh, hey, here's my my deal is is I, I've been enjoying it since uh, Bagley came back because Bendis and Bagley's always win to me. Yeah, it's mean, gotten better. Honestly, I agree. I would have actually gotten to meet him today if I didn't have to do this podcast. Damn you, Douglas! Oh. Wait, damn it! He's on the north side right now of Atlanta, signing at a uh, Doctor Nose. Really? That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have him on the show. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Basically, next... he's telling you, Bailey, to leave so you can go talk to Bagley, <laughs> so that way you can get him on the show. <laughs> get him on the line. Actually, he's been here the whole time. Hello, Mr. Bagley. No, I'm just kidding. I actually <laughs> heard him on a local talk show a couple of times. Sweet. Sweet. Years ago. All right. Moving on to our next topic. Uh, this one, uh, is it going to be interesting since it's an all-male review? Um <laughs> Marvel that didn't sound right. <laughs> that didn't sound good at all. Marvel has decided to venture into the lingerie 
Kyle. And they've uh, released several lingerie things for the woman that will put up with the comic book collecting geek. Uh, let's see. They've released a Spider-Girl pajama set. With the front of it is the Spider-Girl outfit and little short blue hot panties. And they've also released... Uh, panties? Yes, sir. Well, those, yeah, those are panties. Those are short, shorts. Those are boy shorts. Okay, they're boy shorts. They yeah, yeah. Okay. They're all boy shorts. I'm beyond disturbed right now. <laughs> hey. Because I'm turning Kevin on. Uh, Kevin, the only uh, reason I know that's because uh, somebody's got to buy the lingerie. Uh, the other one they've released is the Black Widow. Yeah, that's always dudes. Uh, they also Not have, at all. They have the sheep pajama with the uh, – the, the boy shorts are uh, – looks like uh, She-Hulk's blue jeans, and the top is a, a tank top ripped – well, that sounds bad. Just like the shirt is ripped and the abs are ripped too. Uh, also, uh, they have the Emma Frost pajama set with, you know, what the front of Emma Frost looks like. And also, Zach will like this one. They have the American Dream, uh, the female version of Captain America from Spider Girl's universe. So, George. I would probably get the one with the Ben Riley outfit. Yeah, nothing, be- nothing makes me hotter when I'm about to mount a girl in bed and she's dressed like a Steve Rogers knockoff. Um, <laughs> No, I mean I, I like the spider. Uh, I like this. This I, I like the look. I think it's you know it's I think nice it's and cute. kinky and stuff. I I I kept running through the things I would say dirty talking wise. You know, like <laughs> I want to cover you with my hot sticky web and things like oh, that. No, you know? no, no, no. My spider senses. You know, or, you know, just there's whatever. I mean, fill in the gaps. There's about a million permutations <laughs> of that. You know, um, but yeah, I mean I'm for it if it makes babies. Whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like it, but I don't like the the model that they chose to outline. Yeah, I didn't like stuff. the tattoo on her. You see the tattoo? It, yeah, it, that like was like MapQuest on her back. Like, how do you get yeah. to Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, do you, uh, as our Spider Girl expert, do you like the boy short Spider Girl set? <laughs> I think I might buy it. <laughs> for the for yourself? Or? For yourself, yeah. Oh, no, 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 for my girlfriend. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, it's uh twenty four ninety nine, uh so there you go. Is that is that? Never mind. Oh, go ahead. I want to. No, hear it. never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Okay. Uh, Bailey, you like this? Yeah, they're cute. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're not really. Rachel what? might like them, but. Which uh, one? What set are you buying? I'm not buying any set. My <laughs> wife is now looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" Show, show Rachel then. Let's let's hear Rachel's two cents on this. Okay, well, come over here, baby. <laughs> uh, did you throw up the? Uh, yes, she did. Throw up the what? Throw anything up. <laughs> the link. Wow. Who's throwing up? Yeah, I, I threw up the link. Go ahead. What do you think? Which one do you like, Rachel? Girl, Emma Frost, She-Hulk, Black Widow, and Amer- and uh, it's called it's called Captain America, but it's real. Yes. Which one would you wear? <laughs> okay. Put the mic closer to Rachel. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's supposed. To be, see, that's that's no, it's purple. It's supposed to be her like midsection. Oh, okay. So it's a background. So you you would go for the Black Widow then? Looking at all of them, honestly, if I had to pick one, yeah, that'd be it. The Black Widow, okay. Okay. Spider Blue. Sweet. 
Knowing All right. What, knowing what you know of the Black Widow, would you want to sleep with a girl dressed like the Black Widow? <laughs> Black Widow's been around. They kill the males. That's why it's called the Black Widow. It's like, well, this one shot better be worth it because it's all I'm going to get. <laughs> Kev, what do you think of this? We haven't heard your two cents, man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, I love it. I don't even know well, what to say. I mean, that's something yeah. else. <laughs> you just prayed and got off the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's there's finding a girl that'll put up with your comic book habit, yeah. and and then there's this shit. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with this shit? I mean, if, if the girl likes to wear it, what's the problem? Okay, if the girl does, I just mostly see men saying, "Hey, baby, um, will you Emma Frost it up for me?" Uh, and, and at that point, I, I, really I don't know. I think cancel our orders in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess me, Bailey, and Brad are not going to, you know, if oh. we're gonna go, according to Kevin's recommendation, we're not going to, we shouldn't do Half that. of the podcast has ordered this already. <laughs> and um, I'm wow. sorry, but the idea of you wanting your girl to dress up like Peter Parker's teenage daughter really disturbs me. Oh, you know, wait a minute. Hang, hang on now. Sometimes, sometimes women will buy this on their own to surprise their dude. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sorry if I walked in hard day of work, you know, and everything, and I'm, I'm ready to touch. I'm I'm ready to touch something soft. And my chick is like, my chick's like, I'm back here, and she's like waiting for me in the sack. But, you know, wearing wearing a Spider-Man thing. You know what? My every 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 you know neuron in my head's firing at all cylinders. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's time. I'm about to make a baby. <laughs> oh my God. I guess I, it's just I'm a I'm very much a dork, but I guess I'm just not this much of a dork. Because uh, Spider-Man just doesn't turn me on. Um, when I think of sex, I don't want to think of Spider-Man. <laughs> no, I, I'm not gonna think. I'm not gonna like like be all like on doing my business and be like, oh Peter, Peter, you're so hot. But you know, I mean, just just the thought. I mean, she's like, hey, I know that you like this kind of thing. Look, I'm stepping into your world. This is me branching out into your world. And hey, look, I can be a superhero too. And then it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Next, <laughs> next minute, you know, I mean. You know, <laughs> It's just it's a whirlwind of flesh and bones. And I think of all the people I would want to think of, whirlwind oh. is not one of them. <laughs> you like my new Wendigo lingerie? Oh. <laughs> it only happens when. Oh God! I, that's a good. That's a I good. I can't say that because Brad said we can't do stuff like that. They're, but. Yeah, they're not. They're not Daisy Dukes. They're Fred J. Dukes. The because <laughs> how do you become the Wendigo? That's a good uh, uh, topic. What What's some Marvel characters who would not look good on lingerie? We've got Wendigo, The Block. <laughs> Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Who's that fat chick from uh, the Great Lake Avengers? Oh, God. Big Bertha. Big Bertha. Big Bertha. <laughs> the Blob. Yeah, Fred J. Dukes, yeah. Can uh, I just submit the idea of all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Aunt May. There you go. Aunt May. Oh, God. Aunt May would not make good lingerie. My goodness. Oh well, hey, Christopher never looks good, you know, naked. So. <laughs> oh God. Hello, kitties. Hello, hello, Jamison Senior. <clears throat> okay, uh, moving on uh, to marital bliss. We're going to talk about Tom Brevoort. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, has a foam spring account, or is it Form Spring? I always say foam. Form. It's form. Yes. Uh, he takes questions from. Uh, 
people around the net, and one of them uh, grabbed my attention. The question to him, he's the Marvel Senior Vice President of Publishing at Marvel, Tom Brevoort. The question to him was, characters along with the rest of humanity, and most species for that matter, evolve. Why can't Superman be married, or Spider-Man for that matter? Is it possible the books lose readers because the content doesn't jive with, with the real world? And Mr. Brevoort's answer was, quote, the characters on most ongoing television series evolve very little, even over the years. The same thing goes for characters in, say, comic strips. So I think in that certain ways, characters can evolve, but in others, it's a bad idea to develop characters away from the very things that made them popular in the first place. To use an old example, Fonzie, the motorcycle-riding rebel, was cool. Fonzie, we're talking about happy days for the kids not born in the 70s. Fonzie, the high school teacher, was lame. And Fonzie, the eventual married suburbanite with a motorcycle in his garage that he never touched because he was too busy earning a living to support his wife and two children, would have been horrifying. The appeal of Superman or Spider-Man has very little to do with them being married. And in fact, I think being married diminishes both of them on a conceptual level. George hit it. So he starts off saying, oh, they have very little to do with their appeal. Oh, but it also demeans them. Or, or it also, or not demeans them, but lessens them. This guy's all over the place. He also starts off, you know, one of the somebody asked him a question and said, uh, "Well, you know, why do you spend so much time answering these questions?" He's like, "Because there's just so many of these people. Like, like he's having to take time from his busy day to deal with the, with the, you know, with the working class or something, you know, it, it, like he's going to tell us to eat cake mix or something like that. <laughs> but what, what he overlooks is the fact that all of this is dependent upon the writer that you get to write it. Because Spidey being married didn't stop JMS from telling good stories. It didn't stop, you know, it didn't stop J.M. DeMatteis or Aguirre Sacasa or even Mac Fraction, you know, or Peter David from telling good stories where Spider-Man is also married. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's like a red herring. It's like, a, or it's like well, no, it's like a, it's like a straw man kind of a thing. You know, it's like, it has nothing to do. One has nothing to do with the other and good writing has everything to do with everything about it. Like you can have a married character and have Ron Zimmerman write them. And yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to suck from cover to cover no matter what you do. But if you take that same couple, and Jeff Johns writes them, or Peter David, well, hey, then you've got something. Then suddenly it's interesting, and suddenly there's a story there. You see what I mean? Here's, another, not, he, huh? here's another uh, question and answer from Mr. Brevoort. The person asks, what was the moment of desperation that caused a spider marriage to happen? Brevoort says, the need to boost client sales on the newspaper strip and the syndicate's desire for a wedding. Was right. The quote. That was, that was his way of answering it without coming out and saying it's what Stan wanted. <laughs> Which, which would, you know, instantly would have not made him look as good since he's arguing against it. But, I mean, really, that's what it is. If that wasn't the case, they wouldn't be married in the, in the comics today. Another question. I mean, not, not in the, I mean, in the comic strip. Another question, Mr. Brevoort. I have no problem with demarrying Peter Parker, but why was a satanic analog used and not someone like the shaper of the world? Did Marvel want to fix, want the fix to have a dark aspect to it? Mr. Brevoort said, quote, all of the iterations of this question boil down to why did you do the story you did? instead of some other story. And the answer to them all is because this is the story we did, and we felt it was valid, unquote. Valid enough that they had the uh, same writer come back and try to undo it, what, two years later? <laughs> I don't think he tried to undo it. He tried to explain it better. But I don't know. Not, <laughs> it, it involved a brick, a fat guy, and a bird. Yeah, it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. It's like a, it's like sort of a bad joke. Uh, so a brick, a, a fat guy and a, man, and a bird walk into a bar. Yeah, they really they really need to stop Brevard from doing from from doing anything that resembles PR for them. Another question, Mr. Brevard. Hi, Tom. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I love pre One More Day and post One More Day. 
I totally agree with the decision to get rid of the marriage. Can you guys please stop responding to people who don't like it? It has been years. They obviously just don't get it. Mr. Brevoort said, I'd love to, or I'd like to, but there are just so many of them, and assuming that they come in with a relatively open mind, they're just as entitled to response as anyone else. That, yeah, that's the... They spend so much time telling us that like people who don't like the marriage and who don't like the current direction are are, are the vast you know minority. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you know we've got the direct market sales numbers that say different, but then at the same in the same breath he'll turn around and say, "Well, there's just so many of them." <laughs> you know. Yeah, Kevin Bailey, what do you think? Well, um, I can honestly and happily say that I have finally gotten to the point that I just don't care what Mr. Brevoort has to say about the spider marriage or his opinion on it because mm-hmm. we clearly don't agree he clearly does get it and I'm I'm past giving a crap he keeps reiterating the same stuff and he has been for years and the fact that he's still <laughs> having to reiterate it and that he acknowledges that there's so many of us really just kind of helps our point I really don't think that the discussion will ever go away I really don't. I think if, if no. the, he's still single 20 years from now, us old bastards will still be going, damn it, but he was married to Mary Jane. Brad, Brad it's not just old bastards. They're people who are, well, who yeah. are young. No, I'm just saying. When Spider-Man was married and, and are like, what the hell is this? I'm just saying, I'm 36 now. When I'm 56, I, I imagine we'll still be complaining and hearing the debates. I mean, I, I, go ahead. <clears throat> well, this kind of question to to people like Tom Brevoort is, you know, what did you expect from a pig but a grunt? You know, <laughs> in all honesty, yeah. I think there is a certain mentality of fan out there that wants to interact with the creators. And they really can't think of a good original question, so they'll keep asking the same question over and over and over again just yeah. to get that attention. <clears throat> I really think, and I, and I, I don't like saying this, but I really think that Marvel Editorial needs to tone down their presence on the net. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, that people who go on and, and badmouth the creators and badmouth the editors and say, you know, everything sucks are any better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, you are the professionals. You are the ones that are getting paid to do this. And what you're basically saying over and over again is, well, it's what we wanted to do, so shut up. <laughs> um, and it just makes them look bad. You know, a hot a hothead on the internet's gonna gonna look bad, but everybody knows that they're just a, they're 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 a loudmouth and that they're just talking smack. You know, but I, I just I don't think you would have ever caught any of the editors from 10, 15. I could be wrong about this from 20 years ago getting on the internet and just causing a you know causing a, a shitstorm by ma- making their the, these opinions all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm rambling at this point, and I do apologize for that. It's just no, you're doing good. The I just it's not like I'm saying they need to shut up. I'm just saying who needs to shut up the creators or the the, the, the create. I'm not okay. saying that the creators need to shut up. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that maybe you shouldn't respond every time someone says something negative or asks you a question mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, but there's just so many of them. <laughs> Who knows? Zach, what were you going to say, man? Wow. This was <laughs> – whenever he said that, I'm like, so basically you're – you've been denying – you've been in denial for so long that there's a there's there's this silent 
well, not so silent majority out there. And you finally acknowledge them by saying, but there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. You know, a bad, um, bad way to phrase it, I think. That was a terrible, terrible thing. Because if your argument is that there's not that many of them, and it's the right thing to do. You shouldn't say, well, we're going against the tide of popular opinion. <laughs> well, and, and I'm going to bring up something that I believe Tom DeFalco has said in the past, mm-hmm. that whenever the generation of writers comes up, comes of age in the comic industry, their, their Spider-Man is going to be Ben Riley. He's going to be Peter Parker when he was married. And that's all they've known and stuff like that. Whereas right now we have this current crop of writers and editors – the, re- are, the readers of the 70s. Readers of the 70s, exactly yeah. like that. So they're living vicariously through their childhood trying to recreate all that magic. And but, he's, he's, Go ahead. I, I agree with that, but at the same time, these guys are hanging out longer and longer. Yeah. It's not like the old days where Jim Shooter was out in eight years and then Tom DeFalco was out in, what, four or five? Yeah. Maybe, I think he, maybe a little he, over that. Yeah. They're just hanging keep, around... They, <clears throat> They keep getting promoted, and they keep moving yeah. into positions of power where they can rem- they can have what they want remain. Yeah. So, but eventually, yeah. I'm gonna I'll argue that eventually they're going to leave because I'm sure that there was people that hated Shooter what Shooter was doing and begging in the Falco. But you're right. I mean, I mean, I think Casada is only second to Stan in terms of length of run. I think I think it's out of beat stand at this point. Hmm. I'd have or, to look. or he he, yeah, I Matched think he's there longer as editor in chief than Stan was. Wow. Yeah. Well, because it's kind of weird because Stan was publisher too, so he was editor in chief and then publisher and then yeah. Well, yeah, um, Casado's now chief creative officer, so you got that. Yes. And you don't hear much out of at Lock, uh, Alonzo. I I really no, you still hear Casado talk. Yeah. It, that was always, I think that Alonzo is going to be handling the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I wasn't a fan of Alonzo back when he was editor of Amazing Spider Man. Still not a fan of Alonzo. Yeah. Uh, I would have rather had Wacker than Alonzo. Really? I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think there were, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that there was any really big, good choice there. <laughs> no. Does anybody yeah. besides me think that they'll get the lovers back together, Mary Jane and Peter? You're the only one that thinks that, I think, at this point. Really? Well, it's I, been think, I, think about they. I think they're getting back together eventually. I just don't think it's going to happen under this regime. Yeah. Really? Are you, I, I say within the next year or two, Mary Jane is going to be back. Brad, they, they've but gone through too much trouble. you saying that three years trouble. ago? Yeah, you were. And they've gone through so much trouble to force this. Now, And I don't say sell it. I say force. Like, like, seriously, with, with all the subtlety of a kid, you know, like a toddler with one of those little shape balls where you try to fit the shapes into the different holes, it's like they're trying to force a circle through a goddamn square, and by God, they'll do it. They don't, ha- they don't care how big a hammer they have to have. It's going to get fucking done. And they don't ha- care that they're actually going to be breaking the box to do so. Wow. All right, moving on to another one. We're going to hit reviews up. We've got three issues. This is like the old days. We've got the free comic book day issue. We've got Amazing Spider-Man 658 and 650 we're going to tackle. Uh, what do you guys want to do first, free comic book day or the regulars? I didn't get the free comic book day. Okay. And I haven't had a chance. Well, I mean, as I just got it. We could okay. either talk about comics that suck or comics that suck. So. <laughs> All right, let's hit 658 up first. 
Uh, uh, comics that suck. <laughs> we've got, <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, Spider-Man in his new anti-venom slash Fantastic Four costume, written by Mr. Slot. Uh, the artist this month is Javier Pulido. He was he did the. Uh, what was the last time he was on the book? Was it during One More Day, or or uh, what was the one? While. It was before that. Pablo Rivera was One More Day. Hey Brad, d- yeah. isn't this Slot and? Van Linty? No, yeah. that's that, no, next next, next month is. is Van Linty. This is all slot. Two fifty nine. Two fifty eight. Six fifty eight. I'm sorry. Six. Yeah. Six fifty eight is Dan Slot. Six fifty nine is scripted by Van Linty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two fifty eight was Defalco and Friends. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Jules, yes. wait. Let's start with you this month. What do you think? Um, Carly's a redhead now, and she has long hair and some freckles. Really? <laughs> Looks Mary Jane. Well, I- I think they figured if maybe if we just turn her into Mary Jane, the fans won't notice as much. Yeah, <laughs> I it, thought the it, exact it, same thing. It felt like that. It was like, oh, you know, okay, well, if if we can't sell you on Carly, and by the way, have you heard she's perfect for Peter? But if you guys don't really <laughs> like her, how about we make her look like Mary Jane? Will that work for you? How about that? And you can just pretend, and everybody's happy. Please buy our book. All right, um, give, give me some pro, give me some pros, some cons, and a rating. Toledo's artwork for me, I don't have any pros on this thing, except for that they threw in a Flo and Steinberg reference at the end as the Tricor secretary. That was cool, wasn't it? Did you notice that? Yeah. And it looks exactly like her from that damn picture. Now, of- for the young ones, that was that <laughs> Stan's secretary at Marvel? That was that was Stan's, like, secretary and Girl Friday, and eventually she started doing other stuff in the company. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, she, like, when you go back and listen to the Mary Marvel Marching Society stuff, you can hear Flo on there. Flo, yep. you know, Flo yeah. was participating in that, and. Um, so I like the flow. I like that they flew uh, or threw in Flo Steinberg. I mean, looking exactly like she did in the '60s. Um, everything else stopped there. Oh, well, I take that back. When, when uh, at one point, um, Valeria, you know, they're waiting for Spider-Man, and then Valeria says, "Isn't he in the Avengers?" You know, he, his time is stretched thin. And then the thing says, "Yeah, but I am the Avengers," you know, and I'm not, and I'm here. And it, it just pointed out to me. It's like this. This is showcasing how ridiculous it is that this character is on this many teams now. I thought it was humorous where he put on the white costume. And he says, "I look like anti venom. People are going to think I'm one of the bad guys." Yeah, so that was that sounded kind of pathetic, was, like they I were trying to fun. sell a like they were trying to sell a brand new verse villain, you know. But <laughs> well, um, at the same time, you're looking at all those things put together. Slot's just trying to hang a lantern on all these things that fans have a problem with and saying, "See, we get it. We're not going to do anything about it, but we get it." <laughs> yeah. The, the um, oh the uh, what do you Sue, tor- Sue, Sue torturing a mime. Was at a place. Everyone is fighting for the gags in this book. Everyone is fighting to be funny. There are some characters that shouldn't be funny, and and everyone's trying to be the funny man, and it doesn't work. It is it, it is it it makes it horrible to read because it seems like nobody's taking anything seriously. Mm-hmm. And and I just we're seeing too much of the FF in this damn thing. I, I get that they want us to read the Future Foundation. I get that I get that Marvel wants to push that on us. Dude, you're trying too hard. Okay, what's your grade? Oh God, this was this was a uh, this was a D. I I didn't like the artwork either. It reminded me too much of Marcos Martin, who I don't like. Okay, uh, what about the Ghost Rider? The Marvel team up made a return appearance in the back of this thing. Amazing Spider-Man Ghost Rider. Didn't read it. The, didn't read it. Okay. Uh, Kev, I, it sounds like you didn't like this one. Well, um, this was better than the next one, okay. which <laughs> says very very little. Um, <laughs> oh, it's good to have Kevin back. <laughs> I admit I did enjoy the art. Um, 
even though, you know, when did Carly turn into Mary Jane? Apparently, I think this is actual actually seeding the return of the Jackal because he made Carly into a genetic duplicate of Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it's, it's all, it's all tied in. It's like lost. Everything's a clue. Um, <laughs> damn. Anyway, this, uh, there was some decent quips in the book, uh, some decent banter. I mean, it was, but then you have, on the other hand, stuff like, are, Peter Parker is insensitive to the death of the human torch. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? Is that what you're going with? Is that your final answer? That was a terrible scene. Oh, how, of all the insensitive, how could you, I'm gonna clobber you, Peter. It was that, bad. That's yeah, that, just that was, not right. That was, that was awkward. Real yeah, bad. it was just way out of place, too. And then he comes out whining about his new costume. I mean, that is not the Spider-Man I know at all. So I uh, I give this... I'm going to give the issue a flat C. Uh, it had as much offensive as decent. It was, it was mostly a flat line. Now, we always like to talk about if Amazing Spider-Man should be an all-ages book. And we start off with a uh, the two of, yeah. two of them in bed. Uh, and they both have to go to work, and one of the scenes has Carly on her knees in front of Peter. Uh, was that is that appropriate uh, for all, all ages book? I, when I thought of asking this question, I thought back to my childhood because I remember in Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man, I very vividly remember Black Cat and Spider-Man in bed together. So well, it's, it's not that they haven't been doing scene, it though. before. Go ahead. Because of the way Slot usually writes things, mm-hmm. I'm reading this whole scene with him saying, are you sure you're ready for this? Yes, I'm ready for you, blah, blah, blah. I'm waiting <laughs> for the punchline where they're actually talking about something else. <laughs> and it never came. <laughs> they were actually talking about that. And it was just, yeah. it seemed out of place and very awkward. So, so you mean you were, you were looking for the Superman 2 thing about the souffle? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so appropriate um, for an all-ages book, Kev? Uh, I think it was. I think that was fine. I'm, I don't have a problem with that. Um, and as for the Ghost Rider backup, which I did read, yeah. I I thought it was serviceable. It was amusing. Um, you know, nothing nothing heavy or, or going to change the world. But you know, for a Marvel team up backup, it certainly wasn't bad. I, and I, I really thought it was solid art. I thought it so was solid. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I'll give it a. I'll give the backup a B, B plus. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't do much though for those. Uh, for uh, Wacker saying that this isn't, you know, supposed to be Marvel team up. The Amazing Spider-Man is not supposed to be Marvel team up anymore. To have that happen, because um, this week when we were arguing with Wacker on the board, you know, there were some people who were pointing out, dude, this is just Slot wanting to do Marvel team up. That's why we're having the Avengers, and then that's why we're having the Fantastic Four. It's right, and now it's like while we're having Ghost Rider. <laughs> and they well, even call it Marvel team up, featuring Spider-Man right. and Ghost Rider. That's what but they it's not writing it. It was like uh, somebody else, wasn't it? Rob Williams. No, it's, it's actually the yeah. guy that's writing the new Ghost Rider book. Oh, he is? That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, Zach, what do you think, buddy? <sighs> big you always, size. You always start him off with big size. It's like... Yes. That's my that's my cue to that you're... <clears throat> that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab about this book. Okay. Um, I want to come on. Pro. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I, get, I, like the, I like the artwork fine. Um, the the coloring was the big issue uh, when she did, when did she become a strawberry blonde uh, I'll never know uh, I didn't really think the first thing that didn't pop in my head was not Mary Jane it rather Mary Jane's cousin Christy Christy <laughs> Christy Watson Christy Watson who we haven't seen in years yes that's the first thing that popped in my head Damn. um 
mainly because she has the freckles and everything, just looks like a younger version of Mary Jane. Um, the Future Foundation, if you've read Future Foundation number one, which I did, I went ahead and picked it up just, just for grins. This characterization makes no sense. Uh, my other pro, I will say, is the is the Spider-Man Fantastic Four costume. I found that amusing and cute and awesome. Yeah, uh, I like that. But the little anti-venom and you're inappropriate because Johnny's dead scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where okay. where he was in the classic FF costume with the Spider-Man. I thought that was fun. Nobody talked about the the brown ice cream on the white pantsuit. I think that was kind of funny. <laughs> It looked like looked like a dog hit him actually. A <laughs> <laughs> dog, dog jumped in his lap, took a dog, dump, and then took a dump off. on his white new suit. I just thought that was. Did you like the mime funny. in the box? I thought it was funny. George didn't care for it, but I thought it was funny. I did. Well, I did it, it, no, it's funny. It's just mm-hmm. <laughs> Sue's torturing somebody. <laughs> but it, it, I thought it was a sweet line, and Spidey goes, "Sue, Johnny would have been proud." And I thought that was a nice little note. That was that was a good scene. That part, yeah. that, I, I like that scene. I know George didn't, yeah. but you're right. Everybody's trying to be funny. Why is why is Reed saying quips? <laughs> yeah. I don't get that. Um, and and okay, in Future Foundation number one, um, Ben is very 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 depressed. Over the death of Johnny, very depressed. And here he's just like, oh, happy old Ben Grimm. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna have if we're gonna have a crossover with another book, at least get the characterization for that book correct, instead of just doing whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, so what's your, it, what's your grade, I'm buddy? Gonna, I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a C plus. Okay. I don't want to quite give it a B. The backup, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Nice. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was entertaining. Um, at least part one was entertaining. Good artwork. Um, but, yeah, B+. Plus. A couple questions to my historians uh, before we hit Bailey. Does anybody know who Archon is from that dimension? I don't. I didn't recognize he's him. A, he's an old Avengers and FS villain. He's been around since, like, the late 70s or mid-70s. Wow, I just I guess I haven't ever read any of his stuff. In fact, I think uh, Thundra. Remember her? You, the girl you, with the chain? Yeah, the one the Hulk impregnated. Yeah, she was... Uh, <laughs> Not really, but okay. <laughs> I want to say she was uh, married to him for a while. Oh No, they had a, a kid, Bailey. Yeah, it was artificial insemination, sir. Well, you know, it's, he's still a daddy. He's still a baby daddy. Well, yeah, but <laughs> imp- saying the Hulk impregnated her in, it implies that there was a more direct method of seed delivery there. I, <laughs> that was very tactfully put, Bailey. My, Thank uh, you. My other question for the Marvel historians is Super Ego, the living atom? I thought he was a living planet. What happened to him? Why is he an atom now? That's a different girl. That's not Ego. That, this is a chick. Ego's a dude. Oh, so there's Super Ego? I didn't know that. Where was Super Ego last seen? I've never... Seen that? No, it's not Super Ego, it's just Ego, the living planet. And then there was a child version called Epoch um, that showed up in Quasar. Yeah, he's the one that followed Quasar around, but I'm talking right, about the, 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 the living atom that's in this book. It's called Super they were, Ego. Yeah, yeah, that's different. I mean, they were in, like, the multiverse. That's Is this, like, a new character? I've never seen this before. Yeah, I think this is a new character. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, it was before. I didn't know. All this really proves is is that he's using obscure, obscure Marvel characters because Dan Slott has all the Marvel encyclopedias. I don't mind that. It felt, it felt kind of like fictional name dropping. Uh, Bailey, what's your two cents, man? Uh, pro is I rather liked the artwork. It was a good fit for the story. Uh, 
Polito did Kirby where it was needed. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of liked that. My cons are seeing uh, Carly and Peter getting ready for a sleepover was really nice. Uh, it was. I know that you guys were talking about how suggestive the positioning is. The fact that they were both in their PJs just really like ruined that entire scene. Why? You know, I, I don't want to see them naked and writhing on top of each other in bed, but. <laughs> You know, who, I, I'm sorry, who comes over to a dude's house, puts on their PJs, and then goes to bed to have sex? Mm. They weren't even in bed. She was just on the ground getting ready. But that kind of bugged me. I don't like the new suit. I'm going to say this once because I don't want to repeat myself in the next uh, the next issue we're going to cover. Sick of seeing all these characters in Spider-Man. I know that Steve Wacker talked about in the comments section on one of the reviews that, you know, people complained because we didn't have enough Spider-Man everywhere. Well, the reaction to that is not to have everybody in Spider-Man's book. You know, saying that Spider-Man doesn't feel like he's in the Marvel Universe means that we don't see Spider-Man in other areas of the Marvel Universe. But probably by the very nature of how Brand New Day was handled structurally, they couldn't have him be in the big crossovers because as much because their stories were planned out so far ahead of time. Yeah. They were still late, but I guess that's yeah. the artist's fault. Um, the the thing is back in the eighties when you're talking about the the pajamas thing, uh remember when Peter like in the early three hundreds, Peter was just bored taking pictures and Mary Jane took off the top and all you saw was her high heels and a and that's all Michelini ever did. All Michelini ever did was make her a sex toy. Well, I thought that. I, I guess that's about as suggestive as this is. That's they were. The they were. I mean, in every comic you saw her in, when if Miss Laney was writing her, she was in laundry of some kind. Usually, yeah. at some point. Yeah. That's all they did. They just used her as a sex toy. Right. I was actually happy when Miss Laney was off. Ah. Uh, uh, Bailey, what's your grade? Uh, C minus. C minus. I'll give this one a B. I reiterate everybody that likes the art. I. Oh, did you like the Ghost Rider backup, Bailey? By the way. Eh, it was okay. What, what's your grade on that one? Uh, I, I'd give that one a uh, B minus. Um, I really don't have anything new to add, which which has already been hit up. I agree that Spider-Man should be the focus of his own book. This is very much Marvel team up. However, it's more good Marvel team up than anything. So I'll give it a B. I, I, I he's just uh, too. In the background, for my taste, this is very much a uh, Fantastic Four book, and it shouldn't be. It's called The Amazing Spider-Man. The artwork is all right. B out of me. I liked Flo. I didn't like the Carly Mary Jane clone. However, there was one little thing I thought the artist did pretty well. The very last picture of Carly's eyes looked like there's giant ticks or spiders in them. <laughs> if you look at that to-be-continued panel... It, it's uh, kind of disturbing. I, I guess he meant for those to be spiders, but they look like giant ticks, like she just went through the forest. It's kind of gross. Uh, <laughs> and I thought the backup was actually better than the main story. I thought I liked the artwork. I liked the voice of Ghost Rider and the uh, what's. Uh, I just haven't heard How did him he sound. Well, he he usually Normal. is. Ghost Rider when he's in the Ghost Rider form is very just. Very quiet. He's very uh, staring to the spirit of very, very Look into my eyes. He's very Christian Baelish, and he's in a bar having a drink 
with a flaming skull just uh well i assume i've missed something because this seems like there is no ghostwriter personality it seems like johnny blaze is the one talking no matter yeah. what so I, I assume I've missed something in the Ghost Rider books. I yeah, don't know. Then it would make yeah, it would make sense for Johnny Blaze to go into a bar with a flaming skull so we can get a drink. Uh, the Spirit of Vengeance, not so much. <laughs> exactly. I, I, maybe they'll explain that in Ghost Rider number one that Johnny has more control over the Ghost Rider. But the I the sad like... thing is they're starting with Ghost Rider number zero point one. Because <laughs> that's not confusing. Oh, it's just like negative one. Confused. Uh, B out of me on that issue. I don't like that. That. A white pants suit Spider-Man costume. That's uh, white pants. Yeah. It was Saturday Night Fever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> him and Johnny Travolta. Uh, 659 Slots wrote this one with the help of uh, wording or what's it called? Dialogue. Dialogue. From uh, Fred Van Linty. Art by Stefano Caselli, who is one of Kevin's favorites. He likes him a lot. Uh, Kev, you start off with this one. Well, okay. Um well, by the way, we have um, pirate zombies in this one. In case you missed it, yeah. Because if there's one thing I love, it's pirate zombies. <laughs> when I think of a Spider-Man book, what I think is needs more pirate zombies. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's start off with prose. Yeah, Stefano Caselli, and we're done. Cons. <laughs> um, the rest of the friggin' book. Okay. Uh. Much has been made already of the Carly getting a tattoo scene. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I can add anything new to the discussion, but since it hasn't been on this podcast yet, I will reiterate what the holy hell uh, was the writer thinking with that scene. I really hope he's not going to try to salvage Carly and make us think she's perfect for Peter after this. Yeah. Um, the idea that she would get a tattoo of a mass murderer who murdered her uh, best friend and uh, terrorized her well other best friend yeah. and uh, tried to kill her other best friend and his <laughs> son um, yeah. well that's just friggin stupid yeah. and, even when you're you're drunk it's stupid well and then add to that as somebody else pointed out as well a no reputable tattoo artist is going to give you a tattoo when you're so obviously drunk and she wasn't just obviously drunk she said she was drunk and making bad decisions that was the actual friggin dialogue i think the uh, the term the kids these days are using is called crunk <laughs> yeah so oh that was god brad you sound like you're 90 sure well jr's not here i gotta fill in the blank you know even uh, if this was a a realistic decent scene it wasn't even written well i mean you have dialogue like mark me for life oh blow me that was just bad <laughs> Um, and I have to say, I I have enjoyed Van Linty's work before, but I don't think he works well in this format. Because obviously, since it's just, we know Dan Slott works in the Marvel format, um, which for those that don't know is he writes a plot, sends it off to the artist. The artist defines uh, what the panels are and sends them back, and then the writer fills in dialogue in those panels. So, obviously, what this means is Dan Slott wrote the plot, sent it to Stefano Caselli, he defined the panels, and that was sent to Fred Van Linty, and he was told dialogue this shit. Um, and I don't think he works well in that format, because the dialogue here was not good, um, and Van Linty is usually better than that, but there were a lot of bad quips going on here. Uh, there was actually, I mean, 
Z-O-M-G came out of Spider-Man's mouth at one point. What is that? Smog? What is smog? How does that happen? It's O-M-G with a Z on it. What? I know. Yeah. I've never seen Zmog, ever. Okay, okay. Zmog! In internet, in netese, as they call it, uh, yeah. OMG means oh my god. A common mistype, if you're trying to type it, is you actually, you hit the Z key while you're trying to hit the shift key to do the caps. So sometimes it comes out Z-O-M-G. And sometimes, you can even hear, sometimes like younger people even say, oh my god, like that. Oh my god. Oh, I've never so heard my god. Oh, like, like they're saying, oh, oh my god, like that. Like okay. it's, you know, like hurried right. up and quick. So it's just that kind of a thing. So yeah, just but really, yeah, it's, really it's stupid dialogue. to have somebody yell it out. Yeah, uh, and okay. the story was dumb, and to have the Sinister Six come out at the end with you know the old Green Goblin plan of we're going to lure him into a cave and beat him up. Um, come on. So this, the, the whole thing just came off as really stupid and fairly insulting to my intelligence. So I <laughs> am going to give it. I'm going to give it a D plus, and that yeah. plus belongs solely to Stefano Caselli. Okay, what what do you think of uh, the the uh, Miles Warren, the Jackal coming back? Oh, that was some horse shit. Really? Uh, yeah, that was one of the worst two pages I've ever read. Um, Damn. Barry Kitson, I'll give you. I mean, you know, he didn't have much to do in those two pages, but Barry Kitson, you know, is a rock star. Um, although I found it interesting that that last panel, it was the Jokerish Jackal of the Clone Saga. Not the old jackal that we saw on the Humberto Ramos cover. Did you notice that? Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see where that goes. But I mean, really, you have part of the dialogue in this thing is, um, oh, did you hear about the most of the population of bumblebees being th- being killed recently? I did that on a lark just to see if I could do it. Really, the jackal's spending his time after he comes back from the dead somehow, just seeing if he can kill bumblebees. Spoiler alert: you can. Um, it's called a foot. <laughs> so that was dumb you, as you hell. I would give that, that two pages. I would give that two pages a solid F minus. Wow. Um, and then Ghost Rider. And then Ghost Rider was more of the same. It was still I found entertaining. I still like Lee Garbutt's art, so I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay, Zach, let's hit it's you sad up. Sad that the Marvel team up Ghost Rider backups by a writer I've never heard of have been the best part of these two issues. I would agree. Zach, let's hit up the Miles Warren thing first. Since you've been waiting, how many? How long has it been since he's been in the book? Amazing, uh, well, or something? Well, in, in amazing, it was four oh four. That would be oh. nineteen ninety five. So it's been sixteen years since we've seen the jackal. Since we've seen the jackal, yeah. Uh, his last appearance actually was not in Spider Man. It was in a Daredevil, Daredevil Punisher team up miniseries, which the Punisher said, "Oh, the jackal got me into this business, so I'm going to shoot him now." Yeah. Um. <laughs> But they never even addressed in that that he had been dead, did they? No, they never did. I read it. They didn't. They, um, they. I read the whole damn thing and like, why is he back? Why is he back? And the miniseries is over. <laughs> I got the impression the writer didn't realize he was dead. <laughs> That's what I pretty much got. Also, now if if I was writing the book and I was to bring back the jackal, I'd be I would simply say, well, um, the jackal's not stupid. He um, made a clone realized, of himself. Yeah, he made a clone of himself, and that's that's who uh, fell oh. off the top of the Daily Bugle. Yeah. Uh, great on the Jackal backup. Oh, God. Um, really? You didn't like it either? I like it a lot. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I, I, I love me some, seven, some 90s Jackal. I love me some 70s Jackal. This was 90s Jackal taken to a 12. Not an 11, but a 12. Okay, I have to do, disagree with that, because I think 90s Jackal was already at a 12. 
Um, but I would agree that this is the same thing. <laughs> okay. I, 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 yeah, particularly in that la- in his last appearance when yeah. And, and one of the fundamental things about the Jack was he's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Now he's not Joker crazy. He's just mentally disturbed. <laughs> okay. Um, which I guess you could argue that Joker's mentally disturbed. So that that the backup gets in. That's gonna get a C. Get a C um, from you, Ghost Rider. What's that get from you? What do you, what'd you like about it? Anything? Uh, I like the artwork still. Yeah. Um, I would I would rather have this artist replace Ramos. Sorry, who about the Ramos? But uh, yeah. that's just me. I think they're both good. Uh, or you know, to appease George, I would I would replace this artist with Marcos Martin. Switch them out. Okay. Great on the Ghost Rider. I'm gonna give it a B. Okay, and let's hit the main stuff up with oh, the pirate no. zombies and the, the goblin okay, tattoo. Okay. <laughs> okay, pirate zombies. First of all, <laughs> isn't uh, Pirates of the Caribbean coming out in like a month? Yeah. Yep. Hmm, who owns Pirates of the Caribbean, the property? <laughs> wow. Hmm, who owns Marvel now? Well, I think I'm seeing a, a coincidence. I don't think they're that smart. Oh, come on. Stop. Stop. Brad, they're smart enough to follow Disney when Disney says, oh, you know what we'd like to see in the comics? Maybe a few references to our upcoming blockbuster movie. How about you make that happen for us? Thank you. And then yeah. they... I mean, and they probably did a meeting at the beginning of the year, being like, "So we're going to Pirates of the Caribbean coming out, and we thank you for your Tron variants and everything like that." But, but let's see if we can get some more pirates. Because like, apparently Disney's pirates? based in Britain. That was my Mickey. Thanks, thanks, Mickey. <laughs> no, let's go. Okay, uh, great on that. Well, well, talk a bit about the goblin tattoo. Goblin tattoo. This is so asinine in, in that my intelligence quotient went down five points by, by reading this. Um, simply because, again, as point, as Kevin pointed out, three of her best friends were, were single hand, were, Who we've were, never seen before. Yes, we have. Have we seen Kevin, those, those? Osborne, Lily Hollister. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the, the drunk chicks from the roller the drinks. Okay. Oh. okay. You know what? I, I know some chicks that they'll they'll just drink with anybody. Okay. So um, <laughs> that's how, that's how Zach gets half of his dates. Uh, <laughs> that explains so much. Hey, you what's, know, what's your grade on that uh, that one? Wouldn't get easy. Uh, I was thinking more of Charlie Sheen instead of me, but that's okay. Um, First part of the story, great. What's, what's the real difference, Zach? <laughs> um, I, I'm not psychotic. Anyway. <laughs> But um, my pro, Stefano Caselli, for the half half of the book that he did. So, um, <laughs> uh, the other half of the book was okay, but the re- the half that he actually did was a lot better. Um, I'm so sick of the Fantastic Four. It's not even funny. Why is Reed giving quips? I'm just saying. Why right. is Reed doing quips? Why is Sue because, doing? Quips? Because everybody's doing it. Yeah. It's like it's like it's it's like. Uh, I wish I like, could quip you. Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> What's your grade, buddy? I'm gonna give it. I'll give it an F. just Okay. Bailey, we have George. Did we get you yet on this one? No. Go ahead okay. and do Bailey first. We'll uh, wrap it up with George. Ba- Bailey, hit hit up with this one. Um, I actually didn't mind the zombie pirates. Really. Zombie pirates. Zombie. Yeah, really, Zach. I didn't mind it. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, shit. 
Wow. I just got, I just got slapped around by Bailey. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just got hit with a 12 inch spider over your head. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, Rachel. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she came to check on him. You got Bailey's blood pressure up, Zach. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, so we have a story where the FF is going to the island where, you know, Ben Grimm began, you know, the time-traveling Doctor Doom, blah, 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 and the dialogue's been pretty crappy throughout. Uh, we've had kind of a, uh, you know, crap for plot as well, and the one thing that you're going to get upset about is zombie pirates. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, it, it's like almost outside of the last page where the Sinister Six shows up, which I thought was was legitimately cool. Um, that's like the two parts of the book that I actually kind of dug. Uh, okay. So those are my pros. My cons yeah. are... Um, I'm not going to focus on the goblin tattoo. I'm just going to focus on how offensive I found that scene anyway. Because basically the entire intent was that scene is men suck. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and I have to agree, you know, the, 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 the tattoo artist that goes, you know, most of my business is drunk people coming in here and getting back <laughs> their, their respective uh, mm-hmm. mate that they don't like, you know. It's just everything about that scene was men suck and women and and they all suck and they suck so bad that we get to do. If Peter had found out that Carly might be doing something to him and got drunk and went went and had like got really drunk at a strip club, you know, people would be losing their damn minds. But this but this is okay, so that's fine. Um, Not to mention that also. Mark's tattoo artist says disreputable, which the yeah. ones I've known are not. No, I mean, I would think that a tattoo artist worth his or her salt, if somebody came in drunk saying, I want a tattoo, would be going, ah, uh, no. No, they don't do it. They do not. It's illegal, in fact. Yeah, it, it could get them sued, basically. You know, I didn't know I that. So. Oh, yeah, if you're drunk and you're not of sound mind when you're getting a tattoo. Do you have to sign some paperwork, Kevin? Uh, no, but it's, you know, fair, uh, you got, you got a B-18 that will card you, and if you're obviously drunk, they can't do it. Well, isn't it also an issue of their penetrating skin? If they penetrate the skin, your blood's also thinner, correct me if I'm wrong, if the, when you're drunk. I think you might be right. And that, that's also a liability issue on them, so if they they could be exposed to whatever. I mean, if you get herpacifilata AIDS, I mean, good grief. I, uh... I also really didn't need to see Carly's bra. I mean, I'm a fan of the female form as much as any heterosexual man is, but it seemed really out of place and kind of contrary to the entire girl power um, vibe to the, uh, and I say girl power with quotes. Uh, so didn't like that. I'm going to give that uh, also a, a, a C minus bordering on a D. Yeah. The Ghost Rider backup, again, was meh. Okay, I liked the art, but I'm not really digging on the story. And I actually really liked the two-page jackal thing. Okay. Um, I I, I kind of dug that he was talk that that uh, Miles Warren took took uh, credit for the bed bug infestation. Of, I, uh, I liked it. Bailey. I'm with you. I liked the jackal a lot. I liked that two pages. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, George I'm Zach, you won. And I'm sorry, Zach. I oh, didn't mean to snap big, you. Big, big man hug. Uh, Mr. Behrman, what do you think, sir? 
I think the two-page jackal was the only thing that made sense in this thing. It was the only <laughs> sane part of the entire damn comic. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no pro here. Well, okay, the art, the artwork is nice. Okay, it stops there. Everything else, just, and it hit me at one point. At one point, you know, Reeves quipping, Sue's quipping, um, and then Spidey sticks his head into the panel and is like, burn! And I'm like, this has the pacing of a damn Disney Channel cartoon. <laughs> I've seen enough Phineas and Ferb over the, like, the last year and a half with my nephews now that I'm like, this is exactly what this is. This is paced like a Disney cartoon. It's ridiculous. Everybody's fighting for gags. Spidey, when everybody's fighting for gags, it makes Spidey even more stupid and, and how he's trying to be funny. And he comes across sounding like Deadpool. There's times when he's talking, uh, he sounds exactly like Deadpool would talk. You know, and like some of the things, oh, look, a skull, a skull, a skull, or whatever. He's like pointing at the skull island, or he's like, no, the pirate zombie thing. He was like, oh, I hope it's the pirate zombie thing. And he's like repeating it over and over like a five-year-old. You know? Yeah. You're, they're... Oh God! You just you should you just want to reach into the comic and slap Spidey and say, "Would you take something seriously for once, dude?" Yeah. You know. Um. So everybody's yeah. acting. Everybody's acting like kids. Everybody's going for gags. The kids are acting like are acting more mature in this than the adults are. You know. Um. At one point, Reader thro- or uh, Reed Richards throws out a remark to Sue about how responsible Peter is stepping in before Ben can destroy these innocent islanders, which a wasn't going to happen. And B, you know, you're talking about the responsibility of a guy who sold his marriage to Mephisto. <laughs> um, you know, but George, then, uh, it was a bird. And then, you know, and, you know, the kids even point out they're like in a skull cave, and even the kids point out how stupid that is. And then later on, we have the whole Scooby Doo reference, and I'm like, Jesus, God, seriously, seriously. It's very much a Scooby Doo mystery. The, the it's it's very much like Van Linty's reading this, saying, God, this sucks, and I'm going to write about it. The wheels are so off this bus right now with this story, man. I mean, it, it's it, it's almost sad. You get to the point where you know, at the end, this, the Sinister Six comes out and it's it's super radiation diaper, you know, Doc Ock's Sinister Six. They're hysterically underpowered here. Even three of the Fantastic Four, you know, you've got you've, you've got the Sinister. I mean, this is no, that, Reed should laugh at these people when they jump out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was reading that. I was like, dude, these guys have fought. Heralds of Galactus, yeah. you are the Sinister Six. You are the terror of of Midtown. Yeah. What what is this? So yeah, it's for me the Jackal's appearance is the only sane thing about this. I, this this thing and the Carly tattoo thing. Yeah. If your aim was to make even people who marginally liked her hate her. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> that, good cause, job. Because they're now ticked at her. Yeah. Well, it's it's all just stupid. Okay. I mean, if they, you look at, at what Norman's done to people that Carly knows. You know, because you know, this is where they shot themselves in the foot trying to tie her in so closely to Spider-Man in an effort to try to, you know, uh, again, it's part of that hammer where they're trying to force this on us. Um, you know, she should hate Norman Osborn. The last thing she should ever be thinking about, even when drunk. When she's drunk, she ought to be thinking about trying to find Norman and kick his ass. Yeah. You know, not get a tattoo of the guy. What's your grade, sir? Let's hit all the... Oh, F. Oh, F. F's F- everywhere. F on F's the... If it's raining down from the sky, it's raining ass. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining ass. Hallelujah. Great on the the Miles Warren. Uh, that's I'll give that uh, I'll give that a, a B because he's the only thing that's sane and makes sense. This whole two page return of Miles Warren was the Miles Warren was the only thing that was like normal here. You didn't read. No, he's bad shit crazy, and I didn't read the Ghost Rider back. Okay. Um, uh, I'm giving. I'll, I'll go. This is uh, the first part. A D. It's more Marvel team up. 
that's my con. I I agree that the Carly thing was a con in the fact that it was a shock element written poorly. Uh, you can do some shock things with the characters, but this the, it does not make any logical sense for Carly Cooper, drunk, etc. It makes her even more psycho to get this. And it, 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 in my opinion, she's bipolar. I think she's bipolar. If I was to, if I was a doctor and I had a doctor's degree, I would, I would diagnose her as bipolar. I, and what George said, the very last person who likes Carly Cooper ended liking her at the end of the tattoo. Uh, I thought the return of Miles Warren was really creative. I thought I liked how he took claim for practicing the butterfly effect and the the bed bugs over Manhattan. I thought that was neat, and his his trifecta of uh, destroying the world is going to be the Spider Island. So I thought that was really cool. And the, again, the Ghost Rider I thought was solid too for a Marvel team up. But the whole damn book felt like a Marvel team up when it's really the, the book the title and the cover is Amazing Spider Man. And we'll wrap the show up right about there. We have one more show coming out this month, but before we go, I want to share another spider deal from our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. They're selling the Spider-Man I'm an Avenger trade paperback. This book collects the various times over Spidey's history that he's teamed up with the Avengers and eventually became one of the team. This trade collects Avengers number 236 and 237 along with number 314 to 318 and 329. It also has Amazing Spider-Man number 348 and New Avengers number 3 and Avengers number 1, which is the recent one from 2010. The cover price of the book is 30 bucks. Mail order has it for just $18.59. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks so much for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. 